I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's phenomenal episode, we do part two with the good Dr. Mercola. Uh, you guys already know Dr. Mercola from this podcast and the rest of the world of the internet. He's got one of the most popular websites on the web for health-related topics. Uh, he's been doing this stuff since the beginning of before the internet, but he was one of the first guys out there putting information up, spreading the good word. Uh, best-selling author, most recent one, Fat for Fuel. We get into that a bit. In this conversation, we get into EMF, dirty electricity, uh, general tips on how to maintain optimal health even while traveling. This conversation was recorded from his hotel while he's here for a conference in Southern California. Here is a little clip for y'all. Well, when you go into it, and you, you realize that these telecommunications has far more effective and pervasive political lobbying than big pharma and big food. Probably more than both of them put together. Thank you so much for tuning in to the website, aligntherapy.com. If you are called to that, you will find the show notes for this and the rest of the podcasts, and you will find the five-day movement challenge where you can start integrating better principles of movement into 100% of your daily life. Quote that I have for today comes from the beautiful Miss Byron Katie, who also will be on the podcast coming up. Um, check out her work, The Work, uh, and if you're into self-development, making your life work better, um, here it goes. Anything Thing you want to ask a teacher, ask yourself and wait for the answer in silence. Bam, Byron Katie. Anything you want to ask a teacher, ask yourself and wait for the answer in silence. Pretty interesting. Seems like there's decent evidence that a lot of the answers that we have or that we're searching for out in this world lie within. We have access to them if we are uh, maybe asking the right questions or being still and silent enough waiting for the answers. Does that sound crazy? Anyways, um, thank you so much for reviews on iTunes. If you guys leave us a review and you read your review in the intro, uh, we'll send you out a box of something from on it. Uh, review that we got comes from, um, here we go. We're going with Mr. Raymond JP he says, wow, exclamation point, five stars and simple little review. Wow. Great podcast exclamation point. Thank you so much. Get a hold of us. Raymond JP at Align Podcast. And uh, we'll send you out a box of probably Alpha Brain, be my guess, from uh, on it. I think we're good. Uh, I'm going to be teaching at PaleoFX coming up in April. You guys can grab tickets from there on the website, aligntherapy.com slash podcast. And I think we get a little discount if you get it through there and if you get them early. Uh, I believe Dr. Mercola is going to be there as well. So look forward to that. Austin, Texas coming up. I'm headed to Austin tomorrow for to meet up with the Onnit guys. So if you guys are out there, hit me up. On the Instagram, that's the best contact point these days. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you devour this conversation. Big, big, and pow. Align podcast. It's like a, a uh, biohacker party foul to bring crappy blue blocking glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. We're here. We're here. 
We've arrived. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for I, the excellent I, body work session. Yeah. How the heck do you feel in there? You don't need to have any any like shameless promotion of. No, it was good. You know, it's in type of. I've had some body work done before. Uh, I'm not a connoisseur of it, but I've never had that specific type done where it was. You know, this Rolfing approach where it's not working on the muscles as much, but more the structure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a cohesive whole, which was an interesting perspective. That's cool. Yeah. I appreciate I'm that. excited and motivated to find a local rolfer, if I can, that's qualified. Oh, good. Uh, Florida listeners, reach out on Twitter or something, I'm sure. You'll be mm-hmm. around there. Um, so I'm so excited to talk about the Fat for Fuel, and then I'm more excited to talk about your upcoming book. So I, f- I feel very torn right now, because I'm... I'm Endlessly enamored by this whole electrical well, I'm happy, conversation. Happy to answer your questions. <laughs> I've got three books coming out now, actually. Holy heck. One was a derivative of Fat for Fuel. It's called Good Fats and Bad Fats. Cool. And really focuses on the awareness of the or the confusion around omega saturated fats being demonized, and then people eating too many omega six fats, not having enough omega threes, and then we're the which is you know if you're in the health community, it's not. Uh, that's not new knowledge, but what is new information is that the type of omega threes, and uh, you know, just taking fish oil may not be sufficient. In fact, may may actually be counterproductive. So I got out of your fat for fuel book that the average American eats something like up up to fifty to one, sixes to one. Up to, to yeah, that's been known for a long time, I and mean, this is not new information. What does that mean exactly, and what are what are the effects of that? Why is that relevant for people? Well, that's what this new book is: good fats and bad fats good fats, bad fats, and it discusses that in great detail. But essentially, um, it's a perversion. You know, we, we've never really had that um, level of, of, of that ratio. Uh, and the only reason we've been able to achieve that is because we've uh, had industrial processing of fats, which started about 100, maybe a little over 100 years ago. So they refined these vegetables or seed oils like corn or soy, canola, um, and they can get these high concentrations of these, these omega-6 fats, which are highly perishable, and they could be oxidized. But it was, you know, you're typically omega, omega-6 is, is technically an essential fat, meaning that your body can't make it. You need to eat it externally. You have to have it in the diet. But there's not a deficiency, a pragmatic deficiency, <laughs> unless you're not eating any food. Yeah. If you eat any food, you're going to get omega-6. So that's not a problem. The problem is eating too much of it and then the, the not having enough omega-3s. And then the quality of the omega-3s is a big issue. And ideally, you want to get, you know, we, we should be eating healthy seafood. But that's a real challenge because of the industrial pollution. So something you and I share is the the love of traveling with sardines and anchovies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Or is, is there any kind of actionable tips people can be thinking about as to incorporate more omega three stuff into their diet? And can you well, OD on omega three? Is another question. I thought you could, and I thought I did actually, because I had a recent recent illness that I thought may have been precipitated by doing that. Because I've been doing an experiment with uh, krill phospholipids. Um, <clears throat> You've heard of phosphatidylcholine, uh, like, please, please like lecithin. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, uh, be, but the, and from when it's taken from a vegetable source like soy or safflower or sunflower, uh, the 
phosphatidylcholine is attached to two fatty acids. Those fatty acids are usually omega-6s. But if you get it from krill, those fatty acids are omega-3s, DHA and EPA, which is exactly what you want. So it's really beneficial. And these phospholipids get absorbed in a, in a magnificent way, and they do great things for your brain and your cell membranes and, and really optimize your health. So it's a, it's a profoundly beneficial approach. But anyway... Um, Sardines, what was the question? Sardines? Yeah, just or actual what? things that people can be thinking about okay, as so sardines, incorporate. Oh yeah, sardines are good. You, you, healthy omega-3s, you definitely want to get... Sardines can be one form, but obviously you have to have a variety. Um, and the sardines should not be in olive oil because most of the olive oil is adulterated and it's bad, especially in sardines. I mean, you can get good olive oil, but it's not going to be the ones they put in sardines. I can guarantee you that. So get it in water. That's that's a key thing. Uh, the smaller the sardine, the better, typically because it's a smaller fish and they haven't lived long enough to accumulate the biotoxins uh, like mercury and PB, PBDs and PCBs. Um, uh, some of the other things, and, and actually, Rhonda Patrick, you probably have heard of. She's been promoting it because she was recently pregnant and became enamored with fish roe, which is an, another form of omega-3s that I eat, uh, salmon fish roe from Alaska, which is really high in EPA and DHA in the phospholipid form. It's just like almost ideal. So it's kind of pricey. Um, but still, it's a good form, and unfortunately, because she brought attention to it, it can be, I just talked to uh, Randy Hartnell. I was just with him yesterday, and uh, down in Florida, and uh, at a meeting, and it's like she's decimating his supplies because she's brought attention right. to it. So it's going to be hard to get because uh, there's only so much of it. It's like not an unlimited resource. So is the main point of the whole omega three, omega six conversation is that inflammation based? I'm sure that's well, inflammation is one one important component, but it, it breaks down into these prostaglandins. So inflammation can, if you have an imbalance in too much omega six versus omega three, then you will definitely have more inflammation and increase tendency towards disease mm. uh it will increase your risk of cancer heart disease it's just not a good thing okay. and infl inflammation is a primary one but it probably increases insulin resistance which is a pervasive phenomenon probably 80 percent of the people in the united states at least 80 percent have insulin resistance probably not as high a percentage of the people listening to this podcast because you have a much healthier crowd and they're aware of these issues and hopefully by now yeah yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of like the bulletproof crowd. And, yeah. uh, you know, that I was, when I went there, I couldn't believe the health of these people. I mean, they were just such outliers. <laughs> it was right. such an anomaly to see that many healthy people in one place. I wonder how much of this, so speaking of inflammation and the impact of our nutrition, I wonder how, at what point is there the marriage between this electrical conversation and inflammation? You know, so is there anything like, because the electricity that we're around, and EMF and dirty electricity, mm -hmm. that's inflammatory as well, yes? No, just, no, no, it's actually a different, so it's a different mechanism. It, it's actually, it's oxidative stress. Okay. So what happens, at least what we believe happens, and there's, the, the ex precise mechanisms is still not known. It's just hypothesized at this point. But there seems to be, if anyone who's put forth proposed mechanisms, the, the common thread seems to be an increase in oxidative stress, which secondarily increases free radicals that causes damage to cell membranes, mitochondria, DNA, 
RNA and proteins. Mm. And as a result, you know, you prematurely age and damage your tissues and increase your risk for almost all the chronic degenerative diseases. So oxidative stress is a key, key component there. So you might say, well, what do you remediate this with? Well, the first and most important is to limit your exposure, yeah. you know, prevention. But you know, when we're traveling, and you and I both travel significantly, I think perhaps you a bit more than me, but, you know, I'm up upwards probably 10 to 20% of yeah. the time that I'm traveling, not at home. And in a home, you can create a near-ideal environment. You have the opportunity most of the time. If you have enough resources, you can do it. But when you're traveling in a hotel, it's just not possible. Or you're in an airport. I mean, you're just being... Or in, in pretty much any urban environment, you're going to be exposed to these these frequencies. If you're going to work, if you you know if you don't you're not in a protected environment, you'll be exposed to them. So it's it's a big issue. And my new book, you know, I'm having almost a whole chapter explaining how cigarettes are indeed, and I'm sorry, cell phones are indeed the self the cigarettes of the 21st century. Right. No question about, it. not a doubt in my mind. Mm. And as, and it's interesting that. The telecommunications industries is employing the same PR firms and the same tobacco science strategies to um, support the use of these technologies and to confuse and deceive the public about this information. They just they discredit the researchers who are honest and and uh, really tell the truth and come up with science that that shows that there's a problem here. And there's thousands of studies that show this. This is not one or two scientists. There's the, 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 the evidence is very compelling. I mean, even the World Health Organization, a number of years ago, classified as a class 2B carcinogen. So we know it's associated with cancer. There's no question. We, you know, it's going to take a number of prominent celebrities coming down and dying from cancer. And we've had a few already. I mean, two U.S. senators, John McCain, who's not dead yet, but will be shortly. And at least at the time we're recording this, because he's got a, a pretty aggressive glioblastoma. And that's exactly what Ted Kennedy died from, which is typically due in, in the 21st century due to cell phone exposure. I was talking to someone recently that is uh, he's pretty well known in the health industry. And he was, we were having this conversation, we call it debate, of... Uh, He's kind of in disbelief that cell phone companies are able to have such a dangerous product without any type of remediation or any type of... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, objectively, that would be a rational response, no yeah. question. And so it's like, so from his perspective, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, well, I um, someone would be doing something about it. Absolutely. I have a whole chapter in there. What? Why isn't? Why isn't the public? You know, why aren't these federal regulatory agencies protecting us? Well, when you go into it and you, you realize that these telecommunications has far more effective and pervasive political lobbying than big pharma and big food, probably more than both of them put together. Hmm. So they control the federal regulatory agencies. You have just as a recent. Um, I forget his specific name. Tom Wheeler, I think is his name. He was the chief lobbyist for the telecommunication, telecommunication industry. And guess what position he got appointed to by Obama? Mm, tell me. The head of the FTC. Mm. Not, not the FTC. The FCC, sorry. The FCC. Okay. So the ones making the regulations for the for the, for the industry he was right. lobbying for, yeah, you know, I mean, and that's how it, it's just incredible this inc revolving door, and you see the same thing in farm, you see the same thing in big food. That's why Monsanto get get away with the stuff they're doing. That's why the drug companies can sell drugs that kill tens of thousands of people and get away with it, and you know, not go to jail. Uh, 
but it, it really it makes those the influences of those industries small when you get to the telecommunications. And they, and they use the same taxes because they're successful. You know, the same tactics that tobacco used. So you've described putting your cell phone against your skin. I think that's an interesting something to get into of understanding of there's a difference between the cell phone actually contacting your skin versus not. Yes? No. 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 Oh, really? No, it's just the proximity. Okay. So if you're putting it on your body in a pocket, yeah. or some women do in their bra because it's convenient. Right. So, it, you know, it could be like a... Typically, it's against your skin, but it doesn't have to be. If it's within an inch or half inch, it's going to still be high because the, the radiation tends to go off over one over the square root of the dist or the square of the distance. So, in other words, the further you go, the more it goes down. But it sounds like okay, we'll just get it a few feet away. Well, when I was seeking to remediate my house and using that device, the Acousticom two that's sitting on the table there, the end table, um, I couldn't get my my levels down to a really safe level and i was wondering i i concluded oh it must have been my neighbor's wi-fi that was on a router was on or the cell phone tower and it turns out it was because my cell phone was on and it was like three or six feet away and it was still picking it up and that cell phone ready the radiation from my cell phone didn't go down to a safe level until it was like literally 20 25 feet away yeah yeah. So the closer you get, the worse it is, but still, it's still going to impact you up to 20, 25 feet. What is the impact? What's the reality of that? We were talking to Asprey about the, he had 10% bone loss around where his cell phone is. Yeah, that's one cheap. example. And thankfully, he's a young, healthy guy, uh, especially since he's biohacked so much stuff. Uh, so he can um, uh, be exposed to some of this and not experience some of the side effects. Because if you think it was this dangerous, then why wouldn't be people dropping dead like flies. Yeah. Well, in many ways, it's similar. I, the analogy between cigarettes is really apt here because if you're smoking, you're not going to die tomorrow. You're not going to die next week or next right. next year. It takes decades, typically. And it's the same thing with, with cell phones. So that's part of the reason. But when you combine it with all the other challenges we have for health, then it becomes sort of synergistic toxicity. You know, we've eaten, we're not eating the right foods. We're exposed to glyphosate as a toxin, heavy metals, aluminum from chemtrails, um, insulin, being insulin resistant from eating too many carbohydrates. Not your listeners, of course, because they're smarter. Not by now. But, uh, you know, the vast majority of the public, that's what they're doing. So you combine all of these together and you throw cell phones on it and their ability to, to essentially remediate that internally. And, and one of the biggest things is magnesium deficiency because, you know, yeah. one of the speculated mechanisms is these voltage-gated calcium channels that open up when they're exposed to EMFs. And uh, it turns out that magnesium or calcium channel blockers seem to work. And, but magnesium is a natural calcium channel blocker, so it can help lower that. And most of the population is deficient in magnesium, just like most of the population is deficient in vitamin D, or at least was. Thankfully, we had a big impact on that almost 20 years ago now, where we started you know, warning people about vitamin D and sort of catalyzed the interest. This is one of the few things we've been able to make a difference in conventional medicine is the adoption of vitamin D is a big issue. And we actually, we're still making improvement on that. We're funding studies with Grassroots Health that are seeking to make it establish the standard of care to measure this in prenatal testing because of the incidence of preeclampsia, which is pregnancy, uh, hypertension of pregnancy, has a lot of complications, premature births, 
uh, and spontaneous abortion. So those all decrease pretty dramatically when you have adequate vitamin D levels. So we're actually uh, in the process now. We've done two studies and got passed with two university settings, but right now it's working at the Cleveland Clinic. And once that gets done, we think that there's a good chance that the major insurance carriers will adopt it as a standard of care. Mm. But then we, we gotta, the next step is to go to magnesium and help people understand that magnesium is really crucial. And there are there is a simple test. It's like vitamin D is the 25-hydroxy-D that you test. There, fortunately, there's a simple test. It's not well known, but it does exist, and it's available to most all the commercial labs, would be a red blood cell uh, magnesium level. Mm. And uh, it's a pretty good indication, you know, because you just can't measure the magnesium in your blood. It just is not a good indicator of what your magnesium stands. But the red blood cell magnesium seems to be. That was kind of what I was doplically trying to put together is the marriage between nutrition and, and the electrical conversation. Mm -hmm. If there's some type of nutritional remediation. Yeah, magnesium is the key thing. Is and, there anything else? Yeah, it's pretty similar that? to vitamin D in the way, in the respect that uh, vitamin D is measured in units and magnesium is in milligrams at least in the United States, and um, the RDA for vitamin D was 400 units, and I think the RDA for magnesium is 400 milligrams. So, but like we know now that most people need, if they're going to supplement it in the sun, they need like 5,000 units. Mm. Well, probably most people need between 1,000 and 2,000 milligrams of elemental magnesium. So that might be 5,000 milligrams of a magnesium salt of some sort, you know, magnesium citrate, orotate, malate, um, carbonate. There's a wide variety of different types of magnesium. Uh, so uh, the problem with magnesium, though, is a, it's, a, it's really, it serves as a laxative. <laughs> magnesium right. hydroxide is another one. That's milk of magnesia. So that's what it's used for. It's a laxative. So you have to be careful that you don't get the laxative effect. But, but in some ways, that's a beneficial thing because it makes it almost impossible to overdose on magnesium. Because yeah. if you get too much, you're going to poop it out. Right. Yeah. What do you think about the, right, we're looking over here, you have, what do you call them, like an outlet filter? Or what, what's what's the call when it protects? Been... Well, th these are filters. The, the generic term is a Stetzer filter. There's another right. company called Green Wave that makes them, and they're essentially they filter out electromagnetic interference, which are voltage spikes from the uh, produced by typically motors that are on the electrical circuit that you're on. So it's pervasive in hotels. Normally, I bring my meter. I forgot my meter at home. I, I thought it was packed, and it wasn't. I could show you the levels. But in most of the hotels I'm at, because I always bring my meter with me, except when I forget to pack it, and... Uh, the levels are about like a thousand mm. somewhere, and and the the filters get it. Ideally, it should be below fifty. The filters get it down to, to more reasonable levels, typically below four hundred or two hundred. Sometimes even as below a hundred, but they help a lot. So I, I usually travel with filters and put them in there. I want to take a quick moment and thank our sponsor, Health IQ, for supporting this podcast. Health IQ is a life insurance company, not just any life insurance company. They focus their efforts towards people that are living healthy lifestyles. If you are a runner, or cyclist, weightlifter, or just generally paying attention to the quality of food that you're eating, you should not be paying the same rate for life insurance. So you can jump on to Health IQ, like the letters IQ.com slash align to support 
with the show and see if you qualify for one of their plans. They are one of the fastest growing life insurance companies with over $5 billion in coverage, and they save their customers up to 33% on their plans. As I mentioned, the reason they can do this is because they take into account the quality of life that you lead. If you're investing in your health, you should be acknowledged for that in your life insurance policy. It's exactly what Health IQ does for you. So, see if you qualify, jump on to healthiq.com slash align. Health IQ is in the letters iq.com slash align. Here we go, back to the show. How does this impact people's pocketbook, their wallet? Is there some way to, because I feel like that's one of those things, it's almost like we don't give a shit about our health until it gets expensive. <laughs> is there some type of like correlation that we can create in the sense of how EMF and dirty electricity and all that eventually is? Well, I think dirty electricity is important, but it's probably not as, as important as simple electrical fields and yeah. magnetic fields. In fact, there was just an article study published last week that were, we wrote an article abstract from, it's going to be published in our site next week, uh, showing that magnetic field exposures are been closely correlated with female infertility and spontaneous abortion. So, and levels that aren't that really high, it was like two, two greater than 2.5 milligauss. So, you know, but well, and, and magnetic fields <clears throat> are really pervasive. There, there are a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily expect, like a hair dryer has massively high magnetic fields, as does your electric toothbrush, electric shaver, you know, and many of the devices, even health devices, like uh, you may have heard of the NanoVeve, that structured water inhaled device. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not an inexpensive it. device, but you've heard of it. It's like yeah. $15,000. Yeah. It's made by a high-quality German company. And they had high electric and magnetic fields on their device because they didn't pay attention to the transformer. They had a two-pronged transformer, and you know, so it's simply it's 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 easy to remediate. But the thing is, you've got to be aware that it's in almost everything. You know, these two-pronged electric cords, just like for your notebook, which is more common than having a structured water machine. But they, you just you almost. You almost, you really need to have almost all your plugs being grounded, okay. but even that's not going to be sufficient because the, if it plugs into a transformer that you're supplying power or an inverter, converting the AC current to DC to to power your computer, well, that's going to, you know, they they, they use these switching transformers and they're they're very dirty and they're they're pretty cheap, which is and lightweight, which is the benefit, but they cause a lot of electrical and magnetic fields. So you have to know that's a possibility. And the fortunately, there are some meters. See, the problem with this is that almost, unless you're electromagnetically sensitive, you can't see, hear, or feel this. Yeah. So, you know, the tendency is, well, it's, how can it possibly be hurting me? I can't see this. You know, I, and no one else is complaining. You know, so what's the big deal? That's it. Yeah, so th I think that the, at least for me personally, what really made it real was to actually get a meter and measure it. Yeah, and you, then you know, and 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 the meter's not lying. It, it's completely objective. It doesn't care who you are or you know where it's at. It'll read it and tell you the truth. So there's a number of meters out there. I could save your listeners a a lot of trouble. I've done the due diligence, you know, spent thousands of dollars buying these different meters and reached a conclusion. Because if you get the wrong meter, it's going to give you, it could be 
counterproductive because you have a false sense of security. Because if it's not sensitive enough or it doesn't measure low enough, you know, it's not going down to the levels, you know, but it's, it only goes so low and you really, the safe biological levels are much lower than they can measure, then you're confused. You know, you're not, not going to get good, good feedback. But there's two good meters out there. One is called the Acousticom 2 which measures radio frequencies like microwaves or your cell phone or your Wi-Fi routers, which is the, what most people have problems with. It's probably the most pervasive exposure. But then there's also electric fields and magnetic fields. So the Acousticom 2 measures the radio frequency fields. And it's got a nice because it has a audible feedback so you can actually hear it. And um, it actually, if you can get it to go down to zero where there's no sound at all, that's really good. It's like less than 0.001 volts per meter. And that's what you can get in a Faraday cage when you get it down that low. But normally, ambient levels in any urban area are going to be you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times, much uh, higher than that. What's the cost on something like this? Cause... Uh, well, for, so where do you get it? It's a right. very obscure website. Hard to find. It's called Amazon. <laughs> oh, good. And they're about 150 bucks for the okay, acoustic comps. So it's reasonable, yeah. you know, for as far as meters go. And then his sister, made by the same company, is called PF5. And that's not available on Amazon. At least it isn't yet. But it's a company called slt.co, safe living technology, dot co, And that's out of Canada. And it's about the same price. And it really is accurate for electric and magnetic fields, which is unusual. So you got that those two meters, you cover almost all your bases. It, those, it doesn't cover like dirty electricity, but that's like a fine point. If you get the other ones right, you know, dirty electricity is like the, the cherry on the top. Can we top. define dirty electricity? Well, sure about that. yeah, it's electromagnetic interference, usually due to voltage spikes produced from... Um, motors and other uh, users, mechanical devices that use electricity. Okay. You know, like refrigerators would do it. And how about, how about photovoltaics? Wires, wires in the street. Is that a different different frequency than what we're experiencing around the house? I mean, like power lines? Yeah, power lines. Power lines are, there's, well, there's, there's electric fields, magnetic fields, and radio frequency fields. So there's, the power lines are not radio frequency. That's not microwave or cell phones. That's, it's just electric and magnetic fields, and mostly electric. So that can be an issue. It can be a real issue, depending on how far away from you. But most people, if you're a few hundred yards away, it's not going to be an issue. But you don't know until you measure it, so you can measure it. You know, it's pretty simple to measure. Okay. And so another, I was talking to someone about, they were saying they're, they're, they had some device that was radio frequency based as opposed to, is, can we kind of define these different types of frequencies from maybe categorize, like this is really, really bad, stay away from this, or is it, are they all just have different effects? It's like, it's like. Well, there's a whole spectrum. There's a whole spectrum. So typically there's what, ELF. What is the Extremely spectrum? low frequency, very, very low frequencies. So from a few hertz to gigahertz, you know, is typically, okay. which is billions of cycles per second, as opposed to a few cycles per second. So uh, the electrical current in your home is 60 cycles per second, 60 hertz. But then it, it goes up and harmonic resonances of that so uh the, probably the most at least the building biologists who are the experts in this field and if you really want to have are concerned about this that would be the best thing to do is hire a building biologist mm. and you know when my after my book comes out they're going to be hard to find because there's only a few hundred of them right. and they'll be backlogged for years because the the 
professionals who have a understanding, who have the equipment, they can measure this and, and give you a pra pragmatic remediation plan are, are pretty limited. You know, one of the things we want to do is help train some more people so that they're available. But that would be, for under a thousand dollars, which should be a fraction of the cost to their, their equipment that they come with, they can give you a pretty good plan to find things out or tell you you have to move if you want to stay healthy, yeah. which is unusual. It's not common. Most of the times you can remediate it. How about effect on tissue growth, bone growth? We, we were talking about the body electric book earlier. Yeah, well, there's there's there are beneficial types of EMF, right? Like PEMF, pulse electromagnetic fields, which is a different frequencies, different wavelengths, different uh, types of sine waves that are more resonant with the body's natural frequencies and can actually augment healing. And they actually are used and proved in conventional medicine for orthopedics for uh, fractures that, not healing fractures, this is more specific technical term, I forget what it is. Uh, but, but you know, it's a pre it has insurance approval for it. Yeah. And yeah. same thing with fighting infection as well, depending if you, ch I believe if you change the charge, I was just reading this in the, the body electric book. It was, yeah, they're, they are useful for a whole variety of things. I've like been a big fan, a bit, a big fan of photobiomodulation and I still am, but I'm coming to appreciate that PEMF may be more potent a resource. Okay. Yeah, I'm really enthralled with it, and I'm in the process of studying and investigating or interviewing some of the experts out there. Is PEMF replicating something in nature? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. That's some. It's like some of the work that uh, Becker did, in, uh, right. uh, Robert well, Becker, in his book uh, *The Body Electric*, and he wrote a few other books too. That was one of them. But there was a subsequent one. I think *Circuits*. Something with circuits. I always wonder, I heard you recently uh, talking about the potential effects of, say, like taking a vitamin D supplement as, as opposed to actually putting your body in the sun. Mm -hmm. and, and I always just wonder with, with certain things, say, like, say, near, near, near or far infrared lights or mm -hmm. EMF, or if there's some type of... Um, if you could do it naturally, that's why I understand the, the crux of the question. But, yeah. no, I think they, these exist biologically. I think your body makes them, I think you're exposed to them, you produce them, like piezoelectric effects in the bone when you're just moving, you know, that's, that's what, one of the ways that you improve your bone density is piezoelectric, piezoelectric effects, which is similar, but no, this augments biological, uh, frequencies. Mm. So like you can use it for brainwave entrainment. I've been playing with it too, because now, because I wear the aura ring and I don't know what your deep sleep is, but mine sucks. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, if I get like 10 minutes of deep sleep, I'm jumping up. Yay. You know, like a lot of nights it's less, less than two or two or three minutes or zero. So I've been playing with PMF, uh, before I go to sleep and using Delta wave entrainment, which is like a few, few cycles per second. Mm. And it seems to make a difference, you know, but I've still got, you know, you have to play with it for a while before you can make some more conclusive observations. Yeah, density of sleep is a big, seems to be an important topic. It's not just that you were passed out for eight hours, but actually the, the quality. No, no, it's the, the, well, you've got the aura ring, right? I do have the aura yeah, ring. Yeah, so what is your deep sleep? I haven't used it for for probably six months, honestly. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that's, that's a crime. <laughs> That is an absolute crime. Yep. I used it at first. I enjoyed it. I just, dude, I got thrown off. Sorry, not dude, doctor. Dr. McCall. <laughs> I got thrown off by uh, the, the Bluetooth. 
It yeah, would well, flip put, back it on on me. I still I'm excited does. about the new Gen one. Gen 2 should not do that. But but that's where you need the meter. This is the way you can check it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, that was so that was, that was my qualm with it. Is I, is I used... I used. It is kind of frustrating. It did that a lot with me initially, but I've gotten to the point where most days it doesn't do it now. But and, some days it does two or three times. And I take it off a lot. Is the oh, thing. that's what causes it. I know. You can't take it off. I know. The moment you I'm take it off... I'm myself like, all the time. Yeah. Well, then you, if you take it off, then you can do it. Just take it, put it back in airplane mode. I know. Yeah. But it just that... So that was the big qualm for me. Is I was so, okay, and I'm going to do The Bluetooth exposure is like, um, is like probably less than 5%, my guess, less than 1% of your other EMF exposures. Mm. It's relatively small. I mean, it's, it, it pulses. It's like once every three or four seconds because I've measured it. It has a very specific EMF signature yeah. and it's, it's not that high. It's like only, it's like 0.3 volts or 0.2 volts. It's only in the orange range. It's amber. So it doesn't go into the red. It's not like it's a dangerous constant exposure. So, it's not, and it's not. Uh, it's on your body, but it's typically far. It's on, you know, your extremity. So, yeah. unless you're sleeping at night and put it in your heart. Something that's becoming a fad as well is people wearing. I think maybe Apple like comes with the headphones that are wireless now, or something. I, I just see a lot of people with wireless yeah. headphones now. Is yeah. that terrible? It depends. You know, it depends on what they're using. Typically, it's Bluetooth. So Bluetooth comes in different classes, one, two, and three. And class three would be the best. I think it's one milliwatt per one milliwatt that it's generating. So you have to know the class and measure that. But still, ideally, you don't want to be doing that. It's, it's not something I would do electively. If I had to do it occasionally, you know, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But if I was doing it consistently, I would Stay away from it. So, but it, actually, now that I think about it, it really doesn't matter. It's only on your head. <laughs> You've company. We yes. have to introduce the company. We'll yeah. wrap this thing up. This is Paul. No, this is Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter Martoni, who is, a, Paul who, is Peter. A, who is an expert at sleep. He's fit. He is a stud. Hell of a sleeper. He's an athlete. <laughs> he's an athlete and he's a biker. <laughs> Don't worry about that. That's not even right. Well, it, may, it might be. That, no, my, like a mountain biker, like a professional mountain biker. You're a professional biker. mountain biker. Yeah. Oh, be darned. We need to. Yeah. We need to get another another uh, microphone in here. We don't <laughs> have another microphone, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 All right. So we can wrap this thing up. Um, I would like to have some degree of um, actual tips for people. So you have all this, these tools. In your room, is there something that like a top three that people yeah really the, must get, have? get the meters? You need the meters. It really is key. So it's a, it's like three hundred dollar investment to get two meters. You know, and they la- they're, it's, they last a long time. I mean, unless you drop them or lose them, and you can use them with your friends. You get one yeah. meter. You got a whole freaking community. I mean, I literally remediated my house. And I hired a building biologist, paid a thousand dollars, and come up, but they really didn't find much that I couldn't find with these cheap meters. Yeah. You know, so, and these are the best. So, I mean, I've, I've spent the time, effort, and energy to figure them out. So, that would be the first thing. And then and then to make your home a castle with respect to it being, well, maybe a cave might be a better analogy than a castle. Uh, because, you know, to, to, to really insulate yourself from these uh, EMF exposures. Because most of the EMF exposure in your home is coming from in your home. When you have a Wi-Fi router on, which most people do now, that's the way they get connected to the internet, mm-hmm. it's like having a cell phone tower in your house. Now, why the hell would you do that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that the next step is to, you know, and you don't need a meter to do this, just just to switch over. I mean, turn, turn off your Wi-Fi at night. I mean, that's the minimal, but you really should 
turn it off the whole time. You should not have Wi-Fi on and wire your wire your house. It's going to cost you a little bit, but you know if you're going to, if you're, it's your permanent residence, it's definitely the thing to do. And then to turn off the electricity at night in your bedroom, right? Which is key. Simple thing to do at the circuit breaker. Don't just turn everything off in your room, you know, like the switches, because there is electricity going through the wires in your bedroom, and they generate electric fields that are measurable that it will impact your sleep. It'll impact your ability to go into deep sleep, and it will decrease your melatonin. So you, that's why you need to turn off the electricity in your bedroom at the breakers. And there are uh, switches, remote control switches that you could have an electrician install. They're a few hundred dollars. They're not cheap, but if you if it's your house and you're going to be there for a while, then they're easy to install by an electrician. And then you just press one little button, boom, and everything's off. That's amazing. Yeah. Which yep. is, you know, it's so damn cool. It's like, when I'm ready to go to bed, I'm on my Faraday cage, and okay, okay, lights out, boom, gone, and no electricity. Mm. So there's a no electric fields. Typically, it goes down to 0, 0.0 volts. And magnetic fields are typically low, too, but that could depend on where you're at, because magnetic fields come from the earth sometimes, and you could be just have picked a bad location and put your bedroom, and there's like a, it's a high magnetic field there. And it may not be a uh, sort of a human-induced field it might just be that's high because of the earth and it still doesn't make any less dangerous what about these nets around the bed you're we were discussing before and you're saying kind of yeah it's a fair it. It, yeah well it's a faraday cage we're definitely i think they're crucial but you know we're in the process they're very pricey now they're silver thread so you know the one that you're looking at now that's in my hotel room is a thousand dollars or so but we're trying to get it down to under three hundred dollars and you know, which makes it pretty affordable so that you can use it for traveling or even as your main one in your bedroom, especially if you have a family and each one needs it. So it's something you can sleep in. It's like it's like a mosquito net, except yeah. instead of, of keeping mosquitoes out, it's keeping the electric, uh, radio, primarily electric radio frequency fields. And if it's like this, that uh, type of field that you can ground, because this is, a, most hotel rooms are not an issue. All you have to do is, put the, because the the wires uh, are in electric or metal conduits, so it knocks out the electric fields. But the moment you plug something in the wall, the electric field comes into the room. Right. So the simple way to remediate it, well, you're in a hotel room, take it all out. Take all the plugs out, right? Well, guess what? When you're in Weston, you can't do that because they <laughs> put these damn headboards in that are literally nailed or screwed into the wall that was where the electric outlets are. So you can't take them out. Yeah. So, but if you have this... It's not, there's a you didn't see there's a grounding blanket on the bottom of this. I did see that. Yeah, I, I so it's plugged into well. the wall. Yeah, but you want to be careful. Yeah, we because if you, if you if you have a grounding blanket and you're exposed to high electric fields, it's going to make it worse. But this there's no there's no electric fields or, ra or no actually there there are no radio frequency fields. So the grounding isn't going to be a problem because you're not attracting things in, and the Faraday cage material is actually grounded out so when you're touch touching the material and you're grounded the electric fields disappear so even though i normally i because i can't turn them off in this room because i can't pull the plugs out right because because normally in a hotel room you can get it down to zero you just pull them out and you've got these very sophisticated devices which the the pf5 meter which i mentioned won't go down that low unfortunately but it's the, it'll go down it's the lowest and most sensitive one that will uh, so if you get a low one, it's probably okay. But 
more expensive devices, like $2,000 devices, you can go to measure to really small amounts. I mean, it goes down to literally zero, and I've measured it. And almost all the hotels, except for West, <laughs> you pull out the plugs, and there's, like, no electric fields. It's it's amazing. It really is. It's pretty cool. The visual for people, we're in a hotel room in the Westin right now is why we're shitting on Westin so profusely. Yeah. It's, well, it's I've been to a lot. We generally of, think of Westin a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it could be all the Starwoods. No, I think it's just the Westin that does this. I've never seen any other hotel. I've been to a lot of hotels. I mean, like you. I mean, I go to, you know, one or two hotels a month typically, or more sometimes. This, I mean, I've just been to two hotels this week. And I've never seen a hotel that hid their electric outlets behind a headboard that you couldn't have access to. No. I have two more questions. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure. All right. The belt buckle thing. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I have a TSA approved belt buckle, which means it's plastic um, because most belt buckles have metal and which is okay as long as it's not over your midline. So it's a pain in the butt to take that metal buckle and move it to one side because the belt loops, you know, impair that movement. So it's just a real hassle factor. It's just so much easier to have a plastic one because it doesn't stop the flow of energy through your body down the midline, which mm. is a real important thing. It's a subtle thing, but it's important. Mm. Plus then you don't have to take your belt off in TSA. This is another thing. The book in the, in the fat for fuel, one of the things you mentioned there is the utensils that you're using makes a difference on the in there you described as 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 you cut through with uh oh, ceramic through cabbage yeah ceramic versus <clears throat> steel or iron it's it's the it oxidizes the polyphenols it's, mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing when, yeah when we, that's i guess other things were just like what really on my silver yeah I, it's not a huge thing believe me these these emf exposures and just choosing the right food or you know you got to get the big ones right that's just a fine tune yeah all right. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have everyone run out getting ceramic knives and saying, you know, take, pay attention to the big things first. Okay. So prioritize them. Cool. Be pragmatic. Is there anything else? Final remainder. There was there was another question. I don't remember what it was. So I, I replaced it with the polyphenols. There's something else floating around the ether. I don't remember what it is. Is there anything else to? We'll have to do that next time. Okay. <laughs> so I'm working on three. I'm working on three books now. So. <laughs> Well, cool. Yeah. Thanks so much fun. for sharing the time, sharing the experience. All right. Well, thank you for the body work. None of our digital stuff worked, except for the audio, thankfully. Yeah, the audio is high quality. High quality audio. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the online podcast. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you, man. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Good times. Recording over. Online podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. There's some ways that you can support this podcast, one of which you can pick up an Align band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band, comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case, and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours. Really great stuff. You can be found at AlignTherapy.com and also on Amazon.com. Um, I wanted to thank once again Health IQ for supporting this podcast. Health IQ is a life insurance company that focuses towards people that are taking care of their bodies. So any type of athlete, folks that are paying attention to nutrition, pretty much anybody listening to this podcast, uh, they focus on lowering rates for you because you deserve it. You get up to 33% lower rates than the standard. You can see if you qualify at healthiq.com slash align.
align. That's health IQ is in the letters IQ.com slash align. If you're a healthy individual and you got a family or some folks that you want to know that they're taking care of, if you're not around, that's the way to do it. Health IQ.com slash align. Um, thank you also so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right hand sidebar of the podcast page. Bookmark that thing. Anytime you purchase some crap on Amazon, purchase that crap through that link. We get percentage of it costs you nothing. And I think that's enough. Thank you guys so much for reviews on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.